0: Arizona Sports, the home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Baltra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns nuggets now. Five o'clock hour, Burns and Gambo here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You just heard the news there in the Sports Center update with Eric Ruby. Chris Paul, no surprise, has officially been listed as out for tomorrow's game three. And then Gambo. Per his sources and per his reporting, has found out campaign is indeed getting the start tomorrow for the Suns. There had been some question about whether... barring any
1: setbacks to his back, he's expected to start.
0: Okay, uh, we weren't sure if it was going to be point book or if it was going to be campaign or how exactly it was going to be, how it was going to work. But barring any setbacks, it's going to be campaign who gets the start. So while we seem to have, for now, settled the issue at the point guard position... Let's, at get, least to let's, get, to let's get to the dragon slayer. Let's get to the dragon slayer. Let's get to the dragon slayer. The dragon slayer is... The most impactful University of Arizona player in this series. Mm. And it ain't DeAndre ain't De- Ayton. <laughs> It ain't DeAndre Ayton. It's Aaron
2: Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Here's Michael Malone yesterday. Aaron is a definition of selfless. I mean, talk about a guy that... Um, knowing that Michael and Jamal was back, just has checked his ego out the door the whole season. And, you know, he's quietly goes under the radar, but the impact he is having is so profound, both on offense and defense. Um, you know, taking the other team's best player, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, last series. Um, obviously, Anthony Edwards was great, but, you know, the job he did on Carl Anthony Towns, I thought, was stellar. Uh, the job he's doing on Kevin Durant right now.
0: And you've got the numbers on this, but let me play the follow-up to that. Um, On the job that Aaron Gordon is doing on Kevin Durant right
2: now. This is not bulletin board material. He is not stopping Kevin Durant. No one is. But he's making it hard. That's all you you can hope for. He's making it hard and not giving him any easy ones. Um, So he's locked in. He's disciplined. He's selfless offensively. uh, His efficiency right now around the rim, from the three-point line, and most importantly from the foul line. He's just going up there and relaxed, taking his time, and shooting the ball with great confidence. And I, I think these seven games have been some of the best consistent basketball that Aaron Gordon has played in a Denver Nugget uniform.
1: The most impactful U of A Wildcat in the series so far. That's for sure. Here's the numbers that you've got. Through two games and over 17 minutes of play, while guarded by Gordon, KD has shot 8 of 20 from the floor for 40%. One of five on three-pointers, that's 20%. And has had only two free-throw attempts and five turnovers. So seventeen minutes, Gordon has been on KD. KD is eight of twenty from the floor, one of five on threes. Now he doesn't guard him the whole game. The Nuggets have a, you know a good switching defense, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he does lock him down at some times. And the you know it's been a, it's been clearly in favor of Aaron Gordon when he guards Kevin Durant. Yeah,
0: to your point about the switching defense, it wasn't Aaron Gordon who recorded that block on Kevin Durant in the fourth quarter in Game Two. It was Bruce Brown. Now Gordon had come over to help, or Brown had come over to help. Can't remember exactly, but if you look at the still shot of it, it's Brown who's got his hand on the ball who, who blocked the shot. Um, he, look, he's been he's been extraordinary, and, and I remember I remember you and I having a conversation about Aaron Gordon after the Nuggets eliminated the Minnesota Timberwolves, and we said, okay, boy, look at the look at the job Aaron Gordon just did yeah. on Carl Anthony Towns. Wow, well, yeah. it was stupendous, it was tremendous. I've got, it was got awesome. those numbers too. If you right, want yeah, them. And, and we'll get to that in just a second. But I remember saying. Now you got to go up against Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's a different beast. Right? Much like, different. Much different. Much better. Like we're talking about historically one of the greatest offensive players, maybe the greatest offensive player in the history of the NBA. Much to, to Aaron Gordon's credit, he's done it. So far through two games, yeah. he's done it on Kevin Durant.
1: He's got great. Size. He's got really good, he's got good length, but great overall size, strong body, moves his feet well. He's a very good defensive player, and he's actually added some real good offense to his, games, to his game, too. There was an, I'm not the, 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 the biggest analytics guy's number, but it says Gordon's offensive efficiency rating of 135 points per 100 possessions leads the Nuggets' eight-man postseason rotation better than better than Murray, Michael Porter Jr, Jokic. He's been their most efficient player in the playoffs and then you look what he did as an offensive player. As an offensive player, an offensive then you look player. what he did to cat defensively. Uh, you know, when he was guarding Carl Anthony Towns, Towns had almost as many turnovers as makes. He had nine turnovers and 10 made baskets over five games. He shot 37% from the field, 11% from three-point range. So, you know, clearly he's having an impact on these games, mainly defensively, but incredibly offensively as well. Yeah, and it's the offensive
0: part. I wonder if it's going to... Honestly, all of it, I I wonder if it's going to last. But
1: when he was in Orlando, like... That's the difference, right? He gets to be the third guy in Denver. Sometimes the fourth guy well, because of Porter Jr. In Orlando, he he was like he was the number one guy. What did Michael Malone say in that soundbite?
0: He's had to check as he go at the door. He, he's he's had to he's had to sacrifice some of his game that he's probably accustomed to having because he's sharing a court with Jamal Murray. He's sharing a court with Nikola Jokic. And, and I, I'm going to play it again real quick because I loved what Michael Malone. He wanted to make it very very clear: we're not trying
2: to provide bulletin board for the Suns here. He's not bulletin board material. He is not stopping Kevin. Durant. No one is. But he's making it hard. That's all you, all you can hope for. He's making it hard and not giving him any easy ones.
0: And that's what the Suns need to correct. Because here's the thing. We can see, it and we have, all right? We've had a long stretch in between Games 2 and Game 3, right? And we've talked yes. about every single way about this Game 3 that we possibly can. At the end of the day, if the Suns are going to win it and, and avoid the sweep and try to get back in the series, it's going to be because Kevin Durant got the better of Aaron Gordon. And that Kevin Durant got the better of the Denver Nuggets. Because it hasn't it happened yet. got the better yet. of everybody that guarded yep. him. And it hasn't happened yet. And I am still of the belief that Kevin Durant will do that. That that he's that he that he is his best is way better than Aaron Gordon at his best, and that we just haven't seen it yet. I believe it will happen it's been seven games. What well, hasn't been seven games with Kevin no, Durant? No, but seven and Aaron playoff Gordon.
1: games to see Kevin Durant have that that game. Well, he, okay, but he also hasn't
0: been, you know awful either no he's, no he's, he's been really really good He's really good but i'm talking about that superhuman right superman kind of game that's what's necessary tomorrow i mean that's what's necessary this we weekend.
1: went over it the, we went over it the other day games against cleveland houston the clippers in the play of 50 48 49 45 39 38 like man oh there's a ton of those games yeah where he was just flat out dominant in some ways the problem with kevin durant and this is, this is a good problem to
0: have. Is that he makes scoring thirty look so damn easy, doesn't it?
1: Like, like he's, yeah. But we're not saying he, we're not saying that Kevin Durant had an okay game. He had really good games. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Not I've, special. I'm saying that that the definition of special for Kevin Durant
0: is different. Like, special for DeAndre. DeAndre Ayton scores 30. That's a special DeAndre Ayton game, right? Chris yeah, Paul, yeah. hell, Chris Paul scores 30. That's a special Chris Paul game at this stage. Kevin Durant scores 30, and you, you wonder, okay, what did he do, right? Because it's, he just makes it look so easy, so effortless. It's going to require more than that out of Kevin Durant yeah. in these games. He can't just have his easy-peasy 30-point game like my feet just hit the floor and I woke up every morning and boom. Boom, here's your 30-point game. Can't do that. Can't do that. It's gotta be that elite. Oh yeah, you're Kevin Freaking Durant kind of game. And I
1: think he's got it. He'll be I, motivated. I think it's in there. He'll yeah, be motivated. Hell he got, yeah, he, he got swept in the first round last year. The Suns are the favorite this year. He'll be motivated not to have that. You know, not that it's a black mark on his record, but like that's it is gonna be an embarrassment to everybody in the Phoenix Suns if they get blown out by the Denver Nuggets in this series. Yeah. All right, Mitch, why don't you hit it for me if you would please?
0: Just Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: The hottest, the hottest ticket in town.
0: Fire! Fire! fire. You want to read it again?
1: Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me do. Let me do the grunt work. Here we go. The grunt work. It's time for our hottest ticket qualifier. Austin RDS. Is that how you say it? Austin RDs? Artists. Artists. A R D I S. Just spell it too. Artists. Austin. Austin Ardis. A R D I S. From Phoenix. You got 10 minutes to call 602 260 9870 to qualify for game three or four Suns playoff tickets. If Austin Ardis doesn't call within 10 minutes, then we'll open up the phone lines to someone else. If you didn't hear your name, you can still qualify by texting ticket to six twenty six twenty 620 and listen for your name tomorrow at 7 a.m., 12 p.m and 5 p.m. Once again, Austin Artis from Phoenix. you got 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870. Well done. Not too shabby. Well done. A-R-D-I-S. Artist. Hopefully we said it right, Austin.
0: And hopefully you call. Call us in 10 minutes and let us know whether we've said your last name correctly or not. Uh, Good read. Good job. Rock and Roll Hall of Famers Red Hot Chili Peppers headed to State Farm Stadium with special guests The Strokes on May 14th. You can win a pair of tickets right now by visiting the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. At the time, we thought the Arizona Cardinals were successful with the trades they made. Do they deserve even more credit than what they're getting for what they did a week ago today? We'll talk about that coming up here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
2: Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Austin artists, don't let us down. A-R-D-I-S. That's how you spell your last name. If you're Austin, we're still waiting on you. You still have a few minutes left to call us at 602-260-9870. Please don't start calling if you're not Austin artist. We'll let you know when we'll go for caller number 10. But for now, Austin artist is still on the clock. You still have a few more minutes left to call 602-260-9870 to uh, claim your qualifying spot for Game 3 or Game 4 Suns playoff ticket. That's, again Austin artist A R D I S. Um you would think somebody who knows the guy.
1: they so, right. Sir, right? Like, hey dude, I like, just heard you your name Austin. Colin? Yeah, hey, okay. like, and you got to take me now cuz I just saved your ass. So <laughs> you would think, right? <laughs> you would think so. You would think so. You would think that's how it would work. Like if somebody called your name, you've got a lot of friends, so you would probably like somebody called, "Dude, hey, you got to call." Okay, I didn't even know. Okay, you would do it. If somebody called your name, I don't have any friends. I think you'd still get notified. What about T
0: Bone or <laughs> Fetus? <laughs> or those
1: guys. Bacala, <laughs> Peach. They all live in New York. They're yeah. not listening. No, half of them are in Florida, man. Oh, okay. They're, half of them are going like, to Florida. Like all
0: those good New Yorkers, they just yeah. retired down there in Florida. Sig is,
1: right? Sig is in Florida. Bacala's in Florida. Bobby Mack's about to go to Florida. Oh, wow. Peach and Fetus are in New York. <laughs> T Bone's in California. Really? Yeah, T-Bone's in Cali. Oh, okay. Okay. Fetus. Still yeah, man, that's just too. classic fetus still Paulie, in New York, man. Just, <laughs> Paulie's in New York. <laughs> that's right. Well, well so, his name is
0: Paulie. I mean, really. Paulie.
1: Like, Paulie's in New York. Paulie's
0: supposed to stay in New York. You yeah. Know, and there's, there's Gambo here in Arizona mm-hmm. doing the sports talk right Yeah, me and thing. Todd. Me and T-Bone, the only ones that came out West. There you go. There you go. Um, this might be, of all the things we've talked about today, Maybe my favorite because it really highlights just how crazy things were a week ago. A week ago from right now, in fact, it's almost exactly a week ago from right now. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals swung the trade mm. to move down from number three to number twelve, and then back up from twelve to number six. And in the moment, in real time, you and I, and we were doing our draft coverage with you, me, Bickley, and Wolf. Mm. They were a little more encouraged by the dra- by the trade returns, and you and I were a little underwhelmed. I think at least I don't want to speak for you. For me, the Cardinals down from 3 to 12, I'm expecting a Trey Lance deal, right? I'm yeah. expecting like
1: multiple first round picks and because we're judging it by quarterbacks. We're judging it by that's what the price the going rate is if you want to come up and get a quarterback. Yeah. In retrospect, given the deal that you made with the Texans and right. given that it might
0: be for the number one pick in next year's draft, and that it might be for Caleb Williams. I saw this story today on ESPN.com and I'm like, oh, we've got to talk about this. Um, according to ESPN's analytics Value and and like their Jimmy Johnson chart of draft picks and what draft picks are work, how they how they're what they're worth, I should say. Houston committed the second biggest overpayment of draft capital for a non-quarterback in the last twenty drafts. Crazy, according to their chart. The only time one was bigger or better was when the Atlanta Falcons went from twenty-seven to six to take Julio Jones back in two thousand and eleven. Right. right, according to their chart. The only time somebody... Overpaid more for a player that
1: wasn't a quarterback in the draft was that, which when, ended up being a colossal failure for the way by the Browns. Oh yeah, they drafted four players who like who were just absolutely brutal, and then they traded one of the picks for Trent Richardson, but they didn't get back like they had all of those. This is where the point is: you got to take advantage of it. The Browns used all those picks for Phil Taylor, no good; Greg Little, no good; Owen Marisick, a fullback, and quarterback Brandon Whedon. And then they packaged the other pick to trade. Up for Trent Richardson. I didn't get anything out of it. No. It looked like a haul at the time. Wow, look at everything that they got. But they didn't capitalize on that haul because they drafted the wrong players, all of them.
0: It it, it brings up the really good point. You've only done half the job. Like Monty Austin Ford's done half the job so far, right? You've, okay, you swung this big trade. You've put yourself in an incredible position next year. Awesome. Great. You got to come through with the picks. Like like this year with the draft they had, you know, okay, great. You moved around the draft board. You got yourself a bunch of extra picks. Did you draft well? Did Did you take advantage of the picks that you had by drafting good players and so much of that then falls on the coaches that you've hired to develop the players that you've drafted 100 something the cardinals in previous years were terrible terrible at, at. they were First awful of, at it couldn't
1: identify where to play the players right that was half the battle where does this guy where does Dayon buchanan play where does where does isaiah simmons play where does hassan reddick play had a hard time josh jones should be a guard tackle left like they've had a hard time kind of identifying where guys should play yeah i'm going to tell you what Pro Football Focus had to say about the Cardinals
0: in the draft because they almost went even stronger than what ESPN said. But first... The hottest ticket in town. Fire. Fire. fire! Apparently Austin doesn't have friends who would call him and let He's him know. He's got no friends. Apparently no. He's like you. He's got no friends. Maybe me and Austin should be friends. <laughs> All right, caller number 10, 602-260-9870. Caller number 10, 602-260-9870. If you're caller number 10, you will qualify to potentially win tickets to go see either Game 3 or Game 4 for the Suns playoff series against the Nuggets. If you didn't hear your name and you want to qualify, text the word tickets to 620-620. Listen for your name tomorrow in the 7 a.m. hour. Hour, in the noon hour, and then again on Burns and Gambo in the 5 o'clock hour tomorrow. tomorrow. Caller number 10, 602-260-9870. Sorry, Austin, you didn't make it. But as a consolation prize, we offer you the friendship of John Gambador. Yes. May you two yeah. have a lifelong friendship with each e- other. It's not
1: easy to move across the country at a certain age and then make new friends. Not, it's not an easy thing to do.
0: You've lived here for 30 years. Yeah, I think by now I would have had one, You would think. <laughs>
1: Pro football focus. I
0: I consider myself your friend. There you go. So you got me. There you go. If I heard on the radio that your name had been drawn, I would you text would call you, and, you texted me. and say, hey, mm-hmm. you got like five minutes. You better call this number. I would do that there for you. There you
1: go. I th- thank you. That's nice. I think Ruby would do that for you, too, I think.
0: I would tweet at you. I would text you. Something, I'd find yeah. a way. All right. All right. It's, there you go. It's your friends, it's, okay. not, it's not as bleak as you make it sound. I've, yes. New Cardinals. This is from Pro Football Focus. Okay. New Cardinals general manager, Monty Austin Fort. And this is a direct quote, by the way. May have just had the best debut draft we've seen in years. Demonstrating sharp maneuvering right out of the gate. And they based off of where they think these teams might finish next year and again that can change obviously and including the pick they got from the titans for trading the first pick of the second round so
1: they can move up and get will levis so they can get will levis
0: the cardinals potentially could have the number 1 number 2 Number thirty-three, number sixty-five, number sixty-six, and number sixty-eight picks wow. in next year's draft. <laughs> Six of the top sixty-eight picks in said, the draft.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I mean, this roster. Look, you, you know the phrase "the cupboards were bare." The yeah, cupboards were bare. That that's you know that's what you get a lot of times when you come over, you take over a program. You know, Kenny Dillingham at ASU, cupboards are bare. You look here, the cupboards are bare. So you know if you could get all those picks, and we've always said this, like right? one of the great things about Denny. Green, was his ability to put three good drafts together? Because that's really what helped the, the, the uh, that's really what helped the Arizona Cardinals have that run of success. Was three good drafts got a lot better success at, when you've got all these draft picks and they're high. You know, you're not picking twenty fourth, twenty fifth. The Cardinals had the third pick in the draft this year, and they, they turned that into a windfall. Next year, they very well could have first and second, second and third, first and fifth, second and fifth, third and whatever it is. But the picks are expected to be very good. You know, barring some unforeseen miracle that the Texans and Cardinals shocked the world and both play good, these picks should both be very, very good picks. Look, obviously, it's a really
0: awkward time for the organization right now. It has been for the better part of the last year and a half. And the coverage are still bare. I mean, like, let's let's not kid ourselves. I don't care how good the draft was this year. You look at that roster, it's still pretty—it's it's still kind of a wasteland right now in terms of talent in the NFL. But— the one bright spot over the last 15, 16 months of Cardinals football is how Monty Austin Fort executed a vision on draft night. It was masterful. I mean, it really was. It was in terms of accumulating picks, recognizing value, not selling DeAndre Hopkins for pennies on the dollar, not caving into to Buda Baker. Monty Austin Fort on draft night had an exceptional weekend.
1: He, he had really, really did. The only real negative... At this point, now again, we don't know if these is Paris Johnson going to be any good. We, no we, 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 no we no got to say we don't know. I mean, a lot of these draft reports they get A's and A minuses and B pluses, and then you look back them three, four years later, and you know those grades are a lot different. The only negative was you know the the tampering with Philly and having sure. to lose twenty you know something spots in the in the third round with that. But other than that, look, there was a windfall of picks coming their way. They need the picks, and the Cardinals needed to have a good draft simply because they're you know they're they're. Good going to have to redo the whole roster and okay, let's be honest they didn't have a good free agency it wasn't like they were out there plugging holes right now yeah They're plugging holes so they have guys that can play but they didn't go out there with an emphasis on trying to win with what they did in free agency uh, everybody can stop calling we've
0: got our 10th caller and we've got, we got our em. qualifiers so you can stop calling now you can listen again tomorrow during the 7 a.m. hour texas your thoughts on everything we're talking about with the Suns or the Cardinals, the FanDuel text line is open for you by texting 620-620 right now. When we come back, there's no question Chris Paul will be missed, whether you think so or not. We have the stats to prove that it might even be a little bit more than you initially thought. We'll explain coming up right here on Burns and Gambo.
2: Did we just become best friends? Yep!
1: Arizona
0: Sports. The home of Phoenix Suns basketball. Suns playoff coverage presented by Mikaloe Ultra. Burns and Gambo talk Suns Nuggets now. No, he didn't do anything today. He's just in the phase of getting himself, getting himself right. I mean, he didn't do anything on the floor with us, but he's doing stuff in the back and he's on the floor doing some small stuff, but nothing it's tangible. That was uh, Monty Williams today talking about Chris Paul did not participate in practice. Practice. The Suns have officially listed Chris Paul as out for tomorrow's game. No surprise, but he's not going to play. Gambo, for what it's worth, has also officially reported that he's very much hearing that, barring some sort of setback, campaign will start tomorrow yes. in Game 3. So yeah, some people thought well. Terrence
1: Russ could, or maybe they'd slot uh, Torrey Craig in a Koji, um, but no, it's, from what I'm hearing, it's going to be campaign as long as you know he's good to go tomorrow. i got to imagine the leash on his play is still very short,
0: though, and, and I I still think, despite a starting status for campaign, you're going to see so much point book tomorrow night. I I mean, it's 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 what you have to do.
1: It's 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 what you have to. It's inevitable, and it is. You just don't want all of that pressure on Book because it does wear him down. Look, the fourth quarter game, too, he was exhausted. The whole team was exhausted. They run on fumes. No doubt. Couldn't make any shots. What, they scored 14 points in the whole quarter? Yes. They yes. struggled. They really struggled. And, the, you know, the, these guys are logging a lot of minutes. Now, the extra day will help with that, but they've logged, they're logging a lot of minutes. They'll have the adrenaline up. They'll be home. The crowd will be behind them. You'll get calls in Phoenix that you weren't getting in Denver. Mm-hmm. You know, that's obvious. And, you know, the role players, you know, look, we're just Looking for the role players to play decent. They they played terribly. You know, everybody says role players play better at home. This is a tough chore because without Chris Paul, he, you know, you, you look to Chris for scoring. His basketball IQ, smart player, does so many things well. And without him, it makes it a lot easier for Denver to continue. You know. Forcing pressure defenses at Durant and Booker it makes it easier not having to worry about Paul. When talking specifically about Paul, I have that old "you don't know what you got till it's
0: gone" yeah. song going through yeah. my head. Because I mean, for the better part of the playoffs, and even before the playoffs started, not that we were complaining about Paul, but you and I had routinely made the observation that he's clearly not the same guy, right? That, that clearly yes. his game is not the same level that it was a couple of years ago, and the Suns were going to have to play differently because of that. And you know, we talked about his three point shot. We talked. About his, you know, his ability to have consecutive good games against the Clippers. It was bad game, good game, bad game, good game, right? Like it was, it was, it was the level of consistency was. We were critical of that, and we were kind of calling Chris out. But then, you know, like the old song goes, "You don't know what you got till it's gone." And now that Chris Paul is gone, it's just almost like, "Oh no, no, wait a minute!" All those things I said about Chris, I I take them all back. Come on, Chris, come on back. We need you, bit right? Like it's, I, I, yeah. I wish I could unsay all of them things, because I'd much for all of those flaws and for all of the things that he wasn't doing, and all of the ways that his game slipped over the last couple of years that were so obvious. Now, man, I would take that flawed Chris Paul right now
1: in a New York minute if I could get him back here. Yeah, right. But he's it. You know, you're right. I mean, and the numbers back it up. Oh, I, I mean, got the those, numbers, those here. numbers really just back up how. How how the Suns, now he hasn't been great, but how the Suns have played without him.
0: this. Uh, it was Kellen Olson, our Suns guru at Sports.com who found these numbers, so all credit to him. And this is up at ArizonaSports.com right now. When Chris Paul was on the floor in these playoffs, okay, small sample size, but it's the only sample we've got. Um, the Phoenix Suns outscored teams by eight points per 100 possessions when he was on the floor. That was the best in on the team. Nobody was better individually when they were on the floor as it related to team performance like that. When he was not on the floor. This is incredible. In 86 minutes, minus 18 points per 100 possessions. What a a difference. swing of... 24 points between him being on and between him being off. No, more than 26
1: points between him being on and being off. Cam- now, campaign's having a nice career. Chris Paul's one of the greatest point guards ever going to the Hall of Fame. Even at his advanced age and even though he's n- clearly not the player he was two years ago or even last year a first round against New Orleans, he's still a capable player. He's still good. I mean, nobody... Hey, if, if you're sitting there and you've got a chance, who are you going to pick? Chris Paul or... Cam- Everybody's picking Chris Paul. Nobody's picking campaign over Chris Paul. He could score, smart, good decision-making. Doesn't turn the ball over, you know, and now you're going to be without that. That's going to be extremely difficult to overcome. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's, it's. I feel weird even
0: saying this because it's, it's a fantasy and it's not going to happen. If Chris Paul were healthy, first of all, if Chris Paul were healthy right now, I think the series is tied one-one. I think they hold on and win that game. And I have no proof to back that up other than it seemed like in the middle of the third quarter they were building this momentum and things were going well and they, they maybe they hold on to win that game. But even if they don't, even if they're down o two, 2 and Chris Paul's still healthy... I still very much like the Suns' chances to win this series. But without him, it's just hard to say that with a straight face. Yeah. It's hard to believe they can. Now, can he come back in this series? I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know how long he's going to be out. But if he's not going to play in this series, I just don't see the path. I, I can see the path to them winning the next two games. But I can't see the path of them winning the series if he doesn't play. I don't know even know if I see the path of winning the next two games. I know, I know. You, that's where you and I like differ a little without Chris, yeah.
1: like, it's just... I mean, look, they got four players that they rely heavily on. Now one of them's gone. I mean, you already, like, you already really... That, now, unless the bench does something extraordinary that we're not expecting, somebody steps up, knocks down six out of ten three-pointers, and and you get this X-factor, right? The X-factor. Mm-hmm. Like, the Suns have not had an X-factor. The X-factor in game one was Aaron Gordon in game two was Contagious Coldwell Pope. Like the Suns need an X Factor, somebody yeah, right, to do. bail these other
0: guys out. Is it campaign? Is it Terrence Ross? Is it Detroit Craig? I mean, or is it just going to be Devin Booker and Kevin Durant playing out of their minds in a game like that? Michael Malone, yesterday, head coach of the Nuggets, talked about not seeing
2: Chris Paul. Our game plan remains the same. You know, we, we know that they have two guys, and Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, that are great players, and uh, they'll have have their home crowd in front of them, and I know they're down 2-0. You know, we're going to get their best effort, and uh, we have to exceed that.
0: Bruce Brown yesterday saying, look, we're not going to change a thing depending on Chris Paul. No, I don't think anything changed. Uh, I think we game plan with him uh, like he is playing until we know for sure. Okay, well, now I know for sure he's not going to play. So, it's... it's it's tough, and campaign, the one thing I will say about campaign based off of your news that he's going to start, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday. there is something to be said for campaign when he knows he's going to start and and whether it was the series against the Lakers two years ago, the series against the Clippers two years ago, or even during the regular season this year when Chris missed all of those games because of the heel injury when campaign was available and he started as the point guard, he was pretty good. he was pretty good. He was pretty good. If that version of him can be around tomorrow, then the Suns might have a shot at this. But but Cam's got to play a steady point guard because if he's out there doing the reckless out-of-control stuff, then it's it's not going to last very long. And I think Monty's going to have a real quick hook if he senses that, that campaign is just
1: playing too fast. Do you think the issue is more the Suns figuring out their offense or... Or defensively trying to shut down Denver. I think the
0: Phoenix Suns from here on out will do everything they can to outscore the yeah, I Nuggets. I don't disagree. The
1: think Nuggets defense has been good, but you got to like, like you. Prob- you're probably not going to get another really poor Jamal Murray game like that. Yeah. Yep. You're going to have to like you. you the Nuggets won that game with Jamal Murray being absolutely brutal, awful. And they were able to win that game. Well, I mean, you think about it. The Suns, and I know, again, they've only played seven postseason
0: games. Their two lowest point totals of the playoffs have both come in this series. Yeah, well, because they can defend. They're really struggling to score. And so I think they're going to go all offense- warts be damned of the players that they're playing because they can't defend very well and just hope that they can flat out out outshoot, outscore the Denver Nuggets. I think that's the plan tomorrow and I think that's the plan on Sunday. When we come back here on Burns and Gambo, there was some big news that came down in the NBA today. Could it have an impact on the Phoenix Suns in the near future? talk about that next on Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports the local sports leader Burns and Gambo what's on tonight no local action tonight as the Diamondbacks, they're off tonight. They're back home tomorrow against the Washington Nationals after their road trip. Uh, so locally, nothing on tonight. From the NBA tonight, it's the highly anticipated game, too, between the Lakers and the Warriors. Um, I mean, you talk about playing with desperation. I would expect the Warriors are going to play with a heavy, heavy dose of desperation tonight. Heavy dose of sure. desperation tonight. Sure. Go down 0-2 at home. To LeBron, yeah, no, I, at home, yeah, yeah. it's it's I, I I would never tell you what to do out there if you're listening. I like the Warriors, big big, Look. big tonight, big. Tonight.
1: Channing Fry thought the Lakers were going to come out of the West, I believe. He liked them. You know, AD's playing great, and LeBron, their defense has been tremendous. The yeah. the additions of Vanderbilt and Hashimura and and DLo, like the additions have kind of given those guys the support that they need, no doubt. Well, who is it? Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated. And we've. Practiced practically laughed him out of the building when he wrote yeah. it yeah. he wrote it at the beginning
0: of the postseason he's but like the Lakers are gonna win a championship. I'm telling you right now, the Lakers are gonna right. win oh a championship. Oh my gosh, yeah totally. I totally forgot about that. that you're right. Like, yeah, Chris Mannix, he's a longtime NBA writer with Sports Illustrated. and we're like, come on man, get out of here Win a championship. Right. Okay. Maybe maybe he kind of knew what he was talking about because they played really if they win a night, boy, look out. Uh, that's what's on tonight. It's brought to you by Global Credit Union. Twelve branches here to serve you. Become a member today at globalcu.org. Of course, there's also um, NHL playoff hockey on tonight. Right now, the Panthers are beating the Maple Leafs 3-2. How about those crazy Panthers? The crazy Panthers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, After shocking the world and taking that. The Bruins, no goals for Kachuk in this one, and then later tonight the Kraken taking on the Stars. Seattle leads that series one game to none. So if NHL playoff hockey is your thing, you got a couple games going on there wow. as well. Yeah, and I don't usually mention that in what's on tonight, but I need to. Yeah, the playoffs have been pretty good so yeah, far. Yeah, they right? they
1: really have been. They they definitely have yeah, been. Have, have been. you gotten that call by the way from the uh, Coyotes
0: to be their good luck charm for the NHL draft lottery next week? No, I've not got that. It's it's It'd shame. be crazy not to have me. Surely they. They just misplaced your number or something I'm they're sure trying they to reach yeah, you exactly that they, they they must yeah i'll hey, go somebody out there from the coyotes if you want to call gambo
1: he'll be more than happy to be the guy sitting there exactly you want the top pick <laughs> i basically I, I i come like a guarantee you want to see what kind bedard <laughs> you'll get it you'll get it with gambo i'll go to jersey yeah exactly um so
0: there were two pieces of news today in the nba and and one of them has a direct local tie with the Suns, and one of them doesn't, but we're going to make a local tie with the Suns. Lance Blanks passed away today. The former Suns general manager, who's only in his 50s, 56 years old, I haven't heard how, oh, don't know man. how, but that's, I mean, John Hollinger, longtime NBA insider, tweeted out like an hour ago, he's like, I just saw him at the game a week ago, you know? it like, oh, had to be a sudden thing then, huh? I, it, uh, apparently, but um, former oh. Suns general manager Lance Blanks passed away today at the age of 56. Wow.
1: And then Mike Budenholzer, coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, got fired today. Right, and and that was a shock. It was a shock, I think, right? Because the guy, w- I, the guy, won a championship, he, and he had a good record in the playoffs. But the problem was the first round, and like they had three, he spent three times in five years, they haven't been past the second round of the playoffs. The first thing I
0: thought of when I thought about this was, man. Coaches who have won NBA championships: Nick Nurse gone, uh, Frank Vogel with the Lakers in the bubble gone. Uh, now Mike Budenholzer with the Bucks gone. Steve Kerr's the only coach left among the coaches who have won a championship in the last four years to still have his job. But then Gambo, the other thing I thought of every time you and I or anybody on the station talks about the pressure that's on Monty Williams, this is what we're talking about. This is what we're referring to. If coaches who win championships can get fired, can get fired after two years, you can't, and I'm not saying you've done this because I know you haven't, you can't just dismiss the idea. Not that it would happen this season, but there's pressure on Monty, especially with a new owner in the building. There's a lot of pressure on Monty to do something special now that he's got Devin Booker and
2: Kevin Durant.
1: Only one team can win this thing, you know? Philly, you know, you go into the playoffs, the Warriors think they could win it, the Lakers think they could win it, the Nuggets think they could win it, the Suns think they could win it, Sacramento probably thinks that they could win it, Philly, Boston, Milwaukee, that's eight teams right there. Only one can win it. I know. You can't be firing coaches every year just because you didn't win it. I mean, it's just, unless there's like a breakdown, like if Giannis and and Drew and and Chris Middleton, oh. if they were like, listen, this guy's made this mistake, and I'm like, okay, we need to get a better coach, okay, maybe that's what it comes down
0: to yes but when you gut your entire franchise of all their draft picks and all their depth for one guy you're basically saying we're all in on winning a championship you're Talking sons here? with it talking sons we're all in on winning it ch- now again i'm not advocating that the sons do anything i'm just the budenholzer story today is a very cautionary tale of expectations And when expectations are not met, even when you've had success. I mean, Budenholzer got canned. He's the coach who beat Monty in the finals two years ago, right? Right. When expectations are high and they're not met there are ramifications. There are consequences. Even the guys who have accomplished more than Monty Williams have. And so that, that to me, I, I hate to say this because Monty Williams is one of the best things that has ever happened to the Phoenix Suns yes. organization. Yes. And I'm not in a hot rush to see him leave, but I just seeing Budenholzer get let go today, seeing Nick Nurse get let go a couple of weeks ago is just a reminder. This is a tough-ass business, man. Sure. And if, and if you've got expectations and you don't produce, you're not going to be around very Long, I remember, that's how the, this goes. I remember the
1: Lakers. I think fired Westhead to bring in Pat Riley, and then they won a whole bunch of championships. And then, uh, you know, Phil Jackson got to Chicago. I uh, can't remember the guy before him, but they fired that that guy went to Phil, and then went. To, so you're always looking for that guy that could Doug Collins. Doug Collins, yeah. Doug Collins got fired, and Phil Jackson took over and won a bunch of championships. So you're just looking for for that guy. If you don't have the right guy, you make changes. But man, a lot of teams are making changes. Oh, I know. I but but that's I mean and with Budenholzer specifically.
0: It seems as if the lack of adjustments within a playoff series, I mean, to go into the playoffs with the number one record in the NBA as they had several times over the last few years. And to not even get out of the first round, or not even get to the conference finals, as happened a few years ago, man, it, that that stuff piles up. And, and it just you would think that winning a championship means you've got a lifetime membership at the club. It doesn't. Bob Brenly's on line one. He'll be happy to tell you that it doesn't mean you get a lifetime
1: membership George at the club. Stein just just fired you. Billy Martin like three times. Right. I mean, it's no, just, it happens. I mean, it you happens. Know. It happens all the time. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that this is a make or break playoffs for Monty, but no. I think next year is. Yes, I think next year is, and it's definitely going to be. If they lose to the Nuggets in four or five games, there's going to be a lot of criticism. I Look, I put Monty as my number one guy pressure wise. Beginning of the before the playoffs yeah. started, you know, I said I think the biggest pressure is not on Chris Paul. I think it's on Monty because Monty was up two nothing in Milwaukee and lost. He was up two nothing in Dallas and lost. He's got a team that's the favorites to win it this year, and if he loses, man, has a lot of pressure on Monty Williams to figure out how to make the right adjustments. Help his team overcome some of their deficiencies. Don't
0: misinterpret. I'm not saying Monty's in trouble this year. I don't think there's any circumstance in which he's in trouble this year if they if they get bounced. Next year's a totally different story. Totally different story.
1: Yeah, you got a new owner, and he's spending a lot of money, and he's probably got a lot of connections to his own guys. Big Red
0: Rage is next. Special guest, NFL Network, Steve Weiss. That's coming up next. We're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow
1: straight up two o'clock on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone.